Hello everybody, my name is Chris Bidenboss, and I am going to go over the NCAA college football games for Saturday. Um, I'd like to thank a few people starting off. I'll thank my my mom, Vicky Bidenboss, and my dad, um, Jim Bidenboss, to always believe in me, um, you know, saying the sky's the limit, and, you know, hopefully... Something that can maybe turn to something big someday, but you know, just taking it day by day, um, step by step, and also my my brother Michael Bite Boss. I have to thank him. He's been always supportive of me and always um, believing me, believing in me. Also, that I can do anything, and also um, my wife, um, Bethany Bite Boss. Thank her too. She always big believer in me. And just thank you for being on my side. Love you, baby. Um, so I'm just trying to get into this um podcast, kind of this listening. I've always had a um always kinda of wanted to do this and you know, kinda of my first night trying it trying this out. Um trying to go over all the college football games on Saturday. Um I wanna to touch on a couple that have already been final um so yesterday um coastal carolina absolutely annihilated arkansas state um that coastal carolina team is going to be a legit team for a long time they got a good good quarterback in mr grayson mccall he is very good and just the team is rolling right now and you know if things do Break right, they could be you know in the con in the conversation as the you know the college football playoff if everything breaks their way. Now a lot of things has to happen, but looking at their schedule, it's pretty certain that they're gonna you know go and finish the season undefeated on the year. They play Appalachian State, they play Troy, Georgia Southern. Georgia State, Texas State, and South Alabama. And of all those teams have a winning record, there is two teams that have a winning record. So, but, you know, big tests next week. You know, the, these weird weird games, you know, we start kind of where, like, the MAC action. You know, we play on Tuesday, Wednesday nights. So, yeah, they play next, are they two weeks from now? They play at Appalachian State. Now, that might be, you know, their toughest test, Appalachian State, you know, 4-1 of the year, you know, pretty good defense. They're always a very well-rounded team, and, you know, they get Coastal Carolina, and this is, you know, becoming, you know, their Super Bowl in the Sun Belt, you know, like that's, you know, Coastal Carolina is becoming the team to beat, and, you know, that's... It's a big, big game, big test. So looking forward to that game. That's uh, two weeks, so Coast Carolina gets a bye. I think App State does not get a bye. So they might be, let's see their schedule. Punch it up here quick. Give me a second. App State. Yeah, so they play. Okay, so they don't get off. with. They play on Tuesday of next week so 
the weird days of starting where they play Tuesday, Wednesday, but it's all good. This means more football for all of us, so that's a big game there. And also another game I want to touch on that has happened already, Arizona State and Stanford, 21-7 at halftime. Also, Cincinnati killing Temple, 52-3. And, you know, Cincinnati went into Notre Dame, beat that team pretty convincingly, albeit that, you know, Notre Dame, Jake Cohen went out the injury. So the Irish should kind of go on with their backups, backup quarterback in the situation. But Cincinnati, I think, is the real deal. They are... You know, they're rolling 5-0. and They're a five-rated team in the country. And you know what? It's going to happen is Penn State and Iowa, you know, they play tomorrow. So one of those teams are going to fall. And, you know, Cincinnati is going to slide in there to number four in the country. And, hey, you know, they're looking pretty decent. I mean, you know, Cincinnati has been legit. Their schedule, you know, no cakewalk. They got a long ways to go, but pretty favorable schedule. The big game, you know, they play SMU home game November 20. That is going to be the game, you know, decide that their their fate in the college football playoff. You know, they get USUCF next Saturday. They're 2-2. Two and two. I don't know, but rest of the way, they got Navy, Tulane, Tulsa, South Florida. Those teams combined have four wins. And yeah, it's 13, 16. Yeah, four and 16, those four teams until the big SMU game. And, you know, that is going to be a good game to to watch. And that's, you know, no, no, no. All these little mid-major teams outside the Power Five, Power Five conferences, you know, these Coast Carolina and then the Cincinnati's, you know, this is, you know, it could be the year of the mid-majors, you know, if everything breaks right now. So Cincinnati, you know, will be number four, at least number four here, you know. We got Bama on the road, and then I think the number two team is off. Is is. It's a pretty light schedule for the college this week. I think it's the most teams. I think 28 teams are on by. So it's a very, very light schedule. Punk, punch of the rankings here. Yeah, okay, Georgia, okay. So Bama's on the road and Georgia's on the road. And, you know, so there's, you know, Bama, Georgia. You know, anything can happen. You know, I'm... I'm more worried about Bama this week than Georgia. Um, and, you know, surviving. You know, they got to go over to the Texas A&M, the home of the 12th man. You know, no fans last year. So it's kind of, you know, they all kind of got to break. These road teams kind of got to break. But now we go at Texas A&M, you know, a little dicey. I'll kind of reveal my pick when that comes. Um but for sure, you know, big game there. So that was yesterday's and today's football games. Um, we'll move on to tomorrow. So the Red River rivalry, Oklahoma, Texas, 
this game here, you know, usually, you know, has a big implication of you know, who's going to win the Big 12. You know, this year, not necessarily. I don't see that case here. You know, albeit those these two teams are going to be, you know, in the play in the conversation. But, you know, I just, you know, every year these Big 12 teams, you know, a lot, a lot of offense and, you know, and enough, enough defense. Um, but I think in this case, Oklahoma, Texas, you know, give me Texas, you know, Spencer Adler, very inconsistent. I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on with him exactly. Um, you know, 10 touchdowns, four picks, you know, kind of, you know, in and out, but they're, they are surviving, but I don't see them surviving tomorrow in the Cotton Bowl. Give me Texas. Um, Mr. Thompson has taken over after a uh, card was benched. He's been coming on strong. Yeah, Hudson Card, you know, struggled. Um, you know, they struggled against Arkansas. Um, the coach pulled Card and then, you know, inserted Mr. Casey Thompson. And, you know, he's been a beast. Um, B. John Robinson for Texas is a beast, although Oklahoma is only allowing 83 rushing yards this year. The competition has been that stiff. You know, they, um, yeah, they played Tulane, uh, Western Carolina, Nebraska, West Virginia, and Kent State. And, you know, those margin of victories have all been by, you know, seven or less. So they're squeaking by. I don't see them overcoming Texas in the Road River shootout. Give me Texas in that game. Spread is three and a half. You know, give me Texas all day in that matchup. Next one here, Maryland, Oklahoma, Maryland, Maryland, Ohio State, Ohio State, you know, four and one coming off that loss to Oregon. Um, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna roll this Maryland team, you know, to his brother. He's struggled, Tula, Tagalavola. He's he struggled quite a bit. Um, he's kind of up and down in his brief career. You know, last year I think he, you know, had that all star game. I think get I can't I think against this Ohio State team. Let me punch it up here. Um, no, Minnesota. Okay, okay. So yeah, so yeah, he had this awesome game against Minnesota. And then they beat Penn State last year in the in the COVID year, you know, four games. So, you know, not big not a big sample size, but he's doing the same thing this year. He's kind of up and down. Um, he was yeah first four games of the year he was rolling ten touchdowns, one pick. You know, and last week, you know, against Iowa, you know, Iowa's defense is legit. I will give them that. They are a legit defense. Um, yeah, two touchdowns, five picks, pretty awful. And now you go you Ohio State. You know, CJ Shroud, CJ Stroud is gonna roll them. And yeah, it's twenty one points. Yeah, give me Ohio State. They're back, and yeah, it's gonna be a very in- interesting week. Um, weekend for all these Big Ten teams. You know, we got Penn State, Iowa, Ohio State, Maryland, Nebraska, Michigan, 
just big games there. Ohio State, yep, they win this one, and they're looking pretty good. You know, one loss, seven-ranked team in the country. You know, anything can happen. You know, like we said with Cincinnati, you know, sitting there, Pennsylvania, Iowa. So these teams will, you know, will lose, and the dust will settle eventually here, going the champion, you know, of that. But we got a long ways to go here. Separation Saturday. Um, yeah, a lot to get to here. Michigan State at Rutgers. Next game here. Michigan State. Boy, this has been my team kind of all year. They've been kind of rolling. They beat, you know, they came off the big week playing Miami and beat by 21 in Miami in the Orange Bowl. Next week, beating Nebraska in overtime. And then, you know, beating West Kentucky. A little closer than I would have thought, but hey, still a win. Now they go at Rutgers, you know, Rutgers, three and two, middle of the road, never been a great football team. Um, you know, kind of hit and miss. They'll have their, you know, a timeless sun um, with their wins. You know, they gave Michigan a pretty good scare, actually, two weeks ago, 2013. That game, I thought Michigan should have killed them. Kind of let them hang around, and then your Rutgers all snuck up and beat them. You know, and they lose lose Iowa State last week by a lot. And I, I got the mission say just gets this game. Um, pretty convincing, I think. Kenneth Walker, he's a beast. Come on now. He, why isn't he in the conversation for Heisman? I'll, t- I'll tell you why. There's just a lot of great players and... <clears throat> Michigan State is not on the radar yet, but hey, you know, as time is coming, Michigan State has that date coming up with, you know, they got to go at Indiana next week and then the Michigan Michigan State game. Looking forward to that game. Um, potentially, if Michigan survives at Nebraska <clears throat> this week, and then I think they get another. Um, Sorry about that. Where is my mission game at? That's on my phone. What's happening? Oh, I don't have the Michigan Michigan Nebraska game on my phone anymore. They cannot cancel it. Oh, there it is. Woo! <laughs> like like you know like last year, a lot of these games were canceled, and you couldn't find the games. Like was the game canceled? And it was canceled, but. You know, this year, no, no game has been canceled that I know of, but yeah. So, sorry about that. So, Michigan goes, you know, we got Nebraska this week, and then, you know, Northwestern, and then the Michigan State game. So, potentially, both teams could be 7-0, you know, set that game up in East Lansing. Woo! That's going to be a barn burner if that continues, if that happens. I hope it does. Michigan should beat Nebraska. Should beat them. Michigan State should beat Rutgers, but you know anything anything can happen. Um, moving all moving right along here. Next game on the docket in the eleven o'clock slot, Arkansas at Ole Miss. Now Arkansas coming off, you know they were four and zero, riding high, and then they run into a pretty, you know, buzzkill in Georgia. Georgia is a 
whole new different animal. 37 nothing they lost last week. Um, you know, Arkansas has been bad for a long time. They got the new coach. I, I love, absolutely love their new coach in Pittman. Uh, what's his first name? His first name is... Oh, I can't see his name. Oh, I guess. I'm on my phone. I'm a, I don't have any laptop or anything, so I'm just kind of scrolling my phone trying to look through the guys. But his last name is Pittman. But I, I love him. He had an interview last week with uh, college game day. And, yeah, I just love his demeanor. I love his personality. I love the way he works. I love the way he kind of gets the kids ready. They got to go at Ole Miss. Ole Miss coming off the loss to Bama. You know, kind of hung around with Bama. They lost 41-21. You know, give me in this one Ole Miss. I think Arkansas, I think the quarterback play is the difference here. You know, don't get me wrong, I do love K.J. Jefferson, but the dude has not been producing past two weeks. Come on now, 28 attempts in two games, 15 for 28. Come on, man, 277 yards as your first. I guess he's, he's only had one big game, but that was against Georgia Southern, so... But otherwise, I'm, I am concerned about the offensive production about Arkansas. And now they go into a juggernaut. Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin will have his boys ready. Matt Corral, Heisman Trophy in, in consideration. He should be. Ten touchdowns, no picks. I think Ole Miss bounces back in a big way. You know, the spread's five and a half. Give me Ole Miss in this one. Um, yeah, I, I still think Arkansas... Can score, they can't keep up. You know, they did beat Texas AM. That's eh, kind of a weird game, maybe a fluke. I think every team um, in this season has kind of their fluky. They'd also beat Texas, which I can't really explain that either. But I don't think the way Arkansas has been playing now, <coughs> I don't think they can keep up with Ole Miss. So Ole Miss should roll them. Um, yeah. I love that one there. Vandy at Florida. Florida is going to roll these boys. Vandy built. Has been in a, you know, two and three. I mean, hey, four wins away from bowl eligibility. Don't think they'll, don't think they'll get there, though. You know, Vandy beat Colorado State and UConn. So, hey, four wins away. But not this week against Florida in the swamp. I think Florida runs all over them. Vanderbilt is giving up 204 yards per game. It's going to be a lot. Florida just runs the ball, runs the ball. And also, they're coming off the loss against Kentucky. They're pissed. They lost that one. 20th, yeah, they should have won last week at Kentucky. I was surprised looking at my scores. Like, what the heck? Number 10, Kentucky loses at. Or number 10, Florida loses at Kentucky. I was like, come on now. And, yeah. Flu game there. They're coming off the loss. They're going to actually destroy Vanderbilt. So pick forward on that one. South Carolina at Tennessee. Both teams 3-2. and two. Tennessee, 10.5-point favorite. Very, this spread's very odd to me. South Carolina is not a bad team. Um, they kind of run the ball. Like, kind of both teams in this matchup kind of run the ball. 
And they kind of pass when they have to. Tennessee coming off the drubbing of Missouri, 62-24. South Carolina beating Troy. South Carolina also kind of, you know, kind of hit and miss. You know, you kind of, you know, earn the year they they almost lost Eastern Carolina, who was a pretty bad team, but they beat them. They get smacked by Georgia. Then they lose Kentucky. Now they beat Troy. Now they got to go get up and go to Tennessee, go to Knoxville. Tennessee wearing the black jerseys. You know, those boys are going to be pumped up. You know, kind of some new, kind of flashy. Ten and a half, though. Ugh, that's a lot of points in a game where, you know, both offenses kind of hit and miss. You know, give me South Carolina and the points. I didn't think of this one. I mean, you know, I love, absolutely love, you know, Tennessee. Hayden Hooker, you know, hit and miss. George Virginia Tech transfer. He's been kind of, you know, kind of hit and miss. Eh, eh. Actually, pretty good. <laughs> to be honest, sorry. Ten touchdowns, one pick. Been pretty solid, but I just ah I can't I can't see Tennessee covering it. I can see South Carolina covering this one. Ten half. Take that hook and move out that one. So West Virginia at Baylor. This game here, you know, kind of a you know, Baylor four and one. Hey. You know, they've been coming on the last couple of years. They haven't been they used to be a doormat in the Big Twelve. You know, you know, they've had a pretty cupcake schedule. You know, Texas State, Texas Southern, Kansas. The big one I thought Iowa State, they beat them 31-29. And then, you know, next last week, they go to at Oklahoma State. Eh, yeah, what do you expect? They lose 24-14. It's uh yeah, West Virginia, you know, two and three. They're a struggling team. Baylor, two and a half point favorite. Yeah, it's gonna be a low scoring affair. It's gonna be a lug them out, drag them out match. They're coming off two losses. Hey, they're playing pretty good. They kept with Oklahoma. You know, only lost sixteen thirteen. And then last week lost Texas Tech twenty three twenty. You know, probably the same thing this week. You know, give me Baylor just because they're at home. I think they are the better team. They do, you know, it's good. It's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be a tough game, but I think Baylor gets it done. Next game here, Georgia Tech at Duke. Now, Duke, you know, the darlings last couple of years, you know, haven't gone to a bowl game in a few in a few year or in a few years now. But now, in recent years, they have gone to, I didn't say that very well, but they have gone to bowl games here in the past couple of years. I like, you know, Duke in this matchup. You know, Georgia Tech is favored four and a half points. But I just think Duke kind of rolls out here. Georgia Tech with a triple option, you know, coming off a loss at home against Pittsburgh. They also beating Carolina, losing against Clemson. They beat Kansas State, and they lost Northern, Northern Illinois. So they are pretty Jekyll and Hyde. They clean off a loss. I don't, think, I don't think they win at Duke, honestly. I think Duke got drubbed by UNC 38-7. I think Duke gets up for this game, gets a win here. 4-2, and two, two away from the bowl eligibility. I think Duke just wins just because I'm not sure why. I think they win. 
it's just you know great analysis there, right? I think they get this. They get this done. I think Duke wins this game here. Virginia at Louisville. Now this total is sixty nine and a half. Now these two teams, you know, aren't like burners offensively. Like they do suck at defense, but God, sixty nine and a half. It's a lot of points. Virginia at Louisville, you know, Brennan Armstrong, been a beast for a couple of years. He's kind of, you know, I kind of use him in the DFS. He's kind of, you know, one game where he thinks you're going to do well with him, and then he just gives him, an, just puts up an egg, like put up a goose egg. Just, he sucks. That's what I'm kind of seeing from him. You know, he throws, throws for a lot of yards. Like, you see his yardage. He's through for 405 week two, 54 week three, 407 week two, and then 268 last week. So that kind of, you know, at Miami, I don't know, Thursday night game. That was, that was a weird game. I'm not sure. I think we throw that one out the window. But, you know, Virginia at Louisville, you know, it looks like here um, Louisville is the two-and-a-half-point favorite. You know, that's probably about right, but that total is a lot. I just think here, you know, Malik Cunningham, he's, you know, he's thrown for a lot of yards. It's uh, going to be a tough game for him, I think. He's been pretty consistent also, but he's kind of a blah, you know, a blah stats guy. I just think Virginia comes out here and wins this one. Um you know, basically two evenly matched teams. You know, they 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 did come off the win at Miami last week, so they do get the extra day. They play on Thursday, a couple of days in between here, and I just think if they are the better team. You know, Louisville coming off a loss. You know, the ACC is going to be tough all year to predict. Um, for, uh, um, Louisville coming off the loss at Wake Forest by three. I think honestly, they ain't they're all. Currently, either match teams, to be honest. But I think Virginia wins this one here. Virginia goes 4-2. and two. All right, so that is – oh, actually, yeah, Virginia Louisville was in the 2 o'clock slot. Now I go in the 2.30 slot. Georgia at Auburn, you know, 15-point favorite Georgia. Georgia just, you know, strangled, just strangled Arkansas to death. Like, I was watching that game in Arkansas, you know, could not get anything going. As I mentioned earlier, I didn't like Arkansas in the old Miss game. You know, KJ Jefferson, 65 yards passing. Like, the whole team offensively only did 162 yards offensively. That's horrible. Like, that is not very much. I think Georgia pretty much just strangled them. You know, and now Georgia goes on the road at Auburn. You know, this is their Georgia's second um, second big game because, remember, they opened up the year against Clemson. Um, you know, they win that game 10-3. Um, I think Auburn, you know, I still like Auburn's offense. I've never been in love with Auburn's offense. Bo Nix, you know, coming off a win Against at LSU, that was a big game, and I got to get up for Georgia. <laughs> it's a totally different animal. I think Georgia is becoming a lot like Alabama, but Georgia, you know, can't 
score, like Stetson Bennett, is good. But, I'm sorry, Jalen Daniels, sorry. JT Daniels, okay, yeah, so, yeah, so JT Daniels is hurt. Okay, so that's the deal. So Stetson Bennett is a starter. JT Daniels is kind of filling in for him every now and then, yeah. Stetson Bennett, you know, is not going to be a world beater. He's not going to throw the ball. He's not going to, like, beat you. It's Georgia's running game. And nobody has stopped Georgia's running game this year, and I don't think it's going to happen. You know, Auburn might give him a test. You know, that 15 is looking pretty good for Auburn to, to cover. I think they're... Um, yeah, I think uh yeah, I think they the Auburn Auburn's defense is good also, but I think Georgia is a, a, another level. I think Georgia still wins this game um to go to 6 and 0. I just don't think Bo Nix, you know, against that defense. It's a pretty, you know, Alabama type defense like NFL elite defense Georgia has. And yeah, I think Georgia wins this game by I don't think they covers. It's going to be a low-scoring affair. Boise State at BYU. Now, this game is interesting. So it's an early, early kick. So like a 12-30 kick in BYU. BYU, you know, this is the first matchup of the year where they're playing like a good, you know, I think uh, this Jekyll and Hyde team of Boise State. Looking at BYU's prior games, you know they beat at Air, they beat Arizona, they beat Utah, beat Arizona State, beat USF, and they beat at Utah State. So, pretty good company, you know. Arizona State is one of the great teams, I think, in the Pac-12. They're rolling tonight. They're beating Stanford, um, which you know Stanford is not good, but I think Arizona State is one of the top teams in the Pac-12. BYU gets Boise State. Boise State, pretty Jekyll and Hyde team. This team, loss, win, loss, win, loss. Like <laughs> they have, lo- they have split their road games this year, which is pretty interesting. They beat UCF, which I think, or they lost UCF, which I think is a very good team. Then they beat Utah State. So. Yeah, and just a lot of weird games. They lost to Oklahoma State by one. Just I think they're just kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team. Maybe have tr- have a trouble executing down the stretch. Might be one of their uh, weaknesses. And I think BYU wins this game. Six-point favorites, BYU, BYU. Pretty sure they cover this one. Boise State, you know, two and four. <laughs> the Jekyll and Hyde continues for that team. Um, BYU is not as strong as before, you know, losing Zach Wilson to the NFL, you know, um, Jaron Hall, you know, sophomore, you know, not throwing the ball that much, you know, he has only clipped 200 yards once in his three starts, so, yeah, he's a work in progress, but I think BYU wins this game to move to 6-0. and and then now you start talking about BYU also being in the mix now. Here we go. <laughs> it's just a crazy year. I think this will be one of the crazier Saturdays, I think, is going to happen. Like, just all hell is going to break loose tomorrow. It all going to happen. I mean, all these teams, you know, 
It's crazy, but, but look ahead to BYU's schedule. BYU at, member they're an independent team, so they play kind of like a Notre Dame light schedule, but, you know, they get some pretty good teams here. Pretty tough matchup, so they go at Baylor, so BYU State, they should win this one. Then next week, they go at Baylor, tough game, and they go at Washington State, another tough game. They get home Virginia, home Idaho State, at Georgia Southern, and they finish up at USC. <laughs> oh, man, USC, <coughs> excuse me, I think is one of the better teams in the Pac-12. Um, yeah, tough game, but BYU, you know, hey, we'll talk next week. They get past um, Boise State, or, yep, past Boise State here, you know. You know, they get to the gauntlet of Baylor and Washington State, which I think they should. Just I'm worried about the quarterback play of Jaron Hall, but I think think their quarterback is better than Baylor, Washington State, but, yeah. They get past that game. Virginia, that might be the trap game. So October 30th, Halloween Eve, that might be their trap game. But a little ways from now, but for this week, they should beat B-Boys State to move on. Wake Forest at Syracuse. You know, Sam Hartman, I kind of love this quarterback. He has been, you know, kind of getting... You know, stronger. He's a you know sophomore, a freshman last year. So Wake Forest, you know, used to be kind of the bottom of the ACC, but he is, you know, finally they got a quarterback which can throw the ball, right? So that's the problem with Wake Forest for a lot of you know seasons. You know, they could never get consistent quarterback play, consistent you know offense, consistent defense. But hey, they're looking at five and zero. Number 19 in the country to go at Syracuse. Tough game. You know, Dabble's, um, oh, what's Syracuse's head coach? Dabble Sweeney? That's Clemson's. Dino Babers, that's his name, yep. Yep, and they, you know, Dino always has a knack knack to win these, you know, kind of do one upset a year type thing, like, you know, they'll finish, you know, 6-6, six and 7-5, six, but, you know, they do beat always a good team. And, you know, 5-0, and oh, Wake Forest comes to the Carrier Dome. You know, Syracuse, their offense is pretty limited. Like, Garrett Schrader is the quarterback for Syracuse, and he's been pretty limited offensively. He only has 467 yards passing i think pretty sure his injuries that happened that kind of threw him into the quarterback starting role pretty sure that's the case yeah because then they had uh mr tommy devito he was a starter i think he got hurt and i think that's what happened pretty much yeah just kind of reading a story here yeah, yeah, leg problem. So that was that was back in the Duke loss. So which was let's see, what's Duke loss? Oh, what the heck? That's a while ago. But regardless, yeah, 
Yeah, I think pretty sure Wake Forest should roll in this game. Syracuse is a soul limit offensively. You know, I don't think Sam Hartman is a you know average quarterback. You know, he he he's not that. You know, he's he's not that bad. Like he's pretty good. But I think Garrett Schrader. You know, last week they lose to Florida State by three. You know, Garrett Schrader, his numbers were 150 yards passing, 137 rushing on the ground, three touchdowns. But Florida State, you know, this year is not the Florida State of old. Florida State is having a really down year. So, you know, give me Wake next this week to beat the Orange Men. Another game I like here, SMU at Navy. SMU, probably one of the most underrated offenses in football, led by Mr. Tanner Mordecai. This guy been dealing 24 touchdowns, six picks. And, you know, they are rolling this dude. All he does is throw touchdowns. He has weapons all over the field. SMU is kind of becoming that kind of wide receiver factory. You know, last couple of years, so they're been turning off some studs. You know, they get at Navy, Navy. You know, um, always known for their rushing. You know, limited offensive capability. I think SMU wins in a shootout. You know, thirteen point five spread, perfect spread. You know, pick them a cover. SMU, one of the more RA teams, and you know they're sitting there five and zero, number twenty four in the country. You know, hey, you never know. Long way to go, but you know, they could be another team in the conference. And then, like I said earlier, when I mentioned you know, Cincinnati, the SMU at Cincinnati game on November 20, that game, that game is going to be one of the premier games of the season, and that will you know, determine so much in the CFP playoff if you know, SMU and Cincy stay undefeated, which you know, by all accounts, SMU, you know, well, yeah, Houston, <laughs> never mind. SMU at Houston, October 30. Ooh, tough camp for SMU there. So that might be one of their server tests. But after this week, they should take care of Navy pretty easily. Florida State at North Carolina. You know, North Carolina coming off that early season loss, kind of a head-scratching loss to Georgia Tech <coughs> the start of the year. And then, you know, since then, they've kind of, you know, they lost again to Georgia Tech, which kind of baffled me. I was like, Georgia Tech, you know, middle-of-the-road team, but I thought North Carolina was above them. But I don't know. Sam, um, Sam Howell, you know, was the you know Heisman front runner? He's kind of lost a little bit now with their them losing two games already this year. Uh, I think he's kind of on a mission, right, to kind of re recapture his Heisman. But I think he needs to do a lot of work. You know, they're sitting there three and two unranked, but this week they get a get right spot. You know, home Florida State. You know, they took care of Duke last week pretty easily. I think they take care of Forest Day. Forest Day, you know, beat Syracuse by three on a field goal. They probably should have lost that game, but you know, Forest Day, you know, they're trying, dude. They they've lost, you know, they have lost two games by three points. 
And then, you know, they get the Jacksonville State, you know, embarrassing loss. Then they lose at Wake. Wake, you know, Wake's a pretty good team. Then they home, and they lose to Louisville at home. And they beat Syracuse last week. So I think Carolina wins this game. Sam Howell throws for a couple touchdowns, you know. 17-point spread. Uh, I don't, I think I will still, still take Carolina in that spread. Wisconsin at Illinois. This game, I look at that spread. The spread is 11 for Wisconsin. I was like, did not anybody watch the Wisconsin mission game last week? Like, Wisconsin can't move the ball whatsoever. It's pretty bad. You know, Graham Mertz struggles in big spots and how they get Illinois on the road, mind you. Now, this is their first game on the road, and you're one and three, and you gotta go on the road at Illinois. Hey, you know we all know Illinois. You know, not that they give a team either, but you know at least they got a quarterback. They got Mister um, Arthur Sit Sitkowski. What an awesome name! <laughs> I think this dude, you know, came on for injured Brandon Peters. I think it was the first game of the year. Peters got hurt. Arthur has been, you know, you know, game manager. You know, he kind of throw these terms around. He's game manager. You know, his total for the years are six touchdowns, one pick, six hundred eleven yards. You know, he's kind of manages the game. He's kind of like a better version of Graham Mertz at this point. But eleven points, Illinois, two and four. You know, not a great year, but they're fighting. You know, they're not going to quit, but I think they, they they take this Wisconsin team to the woodshed, honestly. 11 points? Like, are you kidding me? Like, I know Illinois has been that great, but look, look at their games this year. You know, they, okay, they had a bad loss <coughs> opening up. They played Nebraska in week zero. Okay, they win that one. Then they lose to UTSA by seven, okay. Then they lose Virginia team. That team was good. Then they go lose Maryland. Prush to win that game. And then they go Purdue by 4, 13-9. So they're in all these games. They have been in every game except for the Virginia game. You know, we'll throw the game out the window. Like I said, every game, um, every team in college football has kind of an off week. So we'll give a pass down. But I think 11 points again Wisconsin. Like, give me Illinois. So. All right, we'll move on to the big one here. Penn State at Iowa. Well, the total over and under in this game, 41. <laughs> it's not going to be a lot of scoring. But, you know, on the edge, you know, you look at the edge when it comes down to these closely even matchup, you know, basically kind of make or break game, you know, this season. Like, if, you know, basically if any team, if whoever loses this game is going to, you know, come down, you know, going to be out of the CFP playoff um, conversation, you know, in Penn State, you know, their road this year, 5-0, oh, only one road game this year, so this is their second road game. They beat a Wisconsin team 16-10. So, you know, at this time, we didn't think Wisconsin – was that good? You know, I don't think Wisconsin's that good anymore. You know, they beat him 16-10. Okay. 
and they kind of took care of their other business. They beat Auburn game, Auburn in the whiteout, in Happy Valley, 28-20, and then on the goal. I think they're Penn State's, you know, pretty good team. You know, go with Mr. Sam Clifford, you know, I think, or Sean Clifford. This guy's, you know, pretty moxie, senior. He's pretty even keel. You know, he knows how big game, big game this is. He's from a pick in their in the last three games, so a little concerning. You know, at Iowa, I'm not sure. I was, I think both teams have good defenses. I don't think Iowa is it that good. I mean, they they shut okay. They shut down Michael Phoenix and Indiana. You know, okay, okay, Phoenix. You know, good, a lot of talent there. I don't think he's that good. So I think he struggles against elite defenses. Okay. And now they get the Iowa play at Iowa State. Now, what the heck happened to Mr. Brock Purdy? Due through three picks in that game. And just I was looking through the game, the play-by-play of that game, and yeah, it was bad. Like, Purdy threw a pick. The touchdown, then the fumble, and then our pick, and I just led to all these points. So, Iowa didn't do much offensively to win that game. It was just capitalizing off Iowa State's mistakes. So, you know that was kind of their big two games that were kind of you know okay, but you know they beat Kent State, beat Colorado State, and they beat Maryland. Okay, Maryland, you know like I said earlier, is kind of hit and miss. You know. To uh to his little bro, a lot of talent there, but you know, I saw a lot of ways to go. But anyway, I think you know it comes down to EV match team. I think you know you, you give the edge to the quarterback. I think when it comes down to this here, you know who can make that clutch. You know third and ten. You know third and seven. Who can stay out of those situations? And you know KXM will be rocking in Iowa, but. Give me Penn State in this game. You know, they I was one at one half point favorite. Whatever the case may be. I also don't think Iowa's offense can move the ball. It's depends on the run game, Tower Goodson, you know, Spencer Petrus. You know it's just he just you know, last week, you know, he threw for two hundred and fifty nine yards, three touchdowns against Maryland. Okay. But it's Maryland. Okay, this is a this is a different. This is a Penn State team, which is pretty good. You know, you know, quarterback. You know, Sean Clifford is good, but I don't think he's you no. Know, I think I don't think any of the Big Ten teams can compete with like SEC teams. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think they can beat a Bama. Like, if we had Bama against Penn State in like the Final Four, I don't think. I just don't think um, Penn State can beat like a Bama. But in this case, give me Penn State to win against Iowa. And that will knock Iowa out of the conversation for sure. Sorry, get a little drink there. Oregon State at Washington State. Now, Oregon State, this team, I've kind of learned to love, like, this team here. Oh, man, I love B.J. Baylor. This dude has been dynamite, especially in fantasy for me. 
Jr. This dude's been cranking out just yards after yards, touching out of touchdowns. You know, big thing here, you know, they beat USC, you know, two weeks ago. 45-27, they, they knocked out Clayton Slovis, you know. If Slovis would have played, would UFC would have, you know, would have hung in there. Hard to say, but this Oregon State team, you know, last week they beat Washington, you know, 27-24. Um, almost lost my spot. Sorry that. All right, yeah, this Washington team here, you know, two and three, you know, kind of your prototypical, you know, Pac-12 team, you know, kind of meh, 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 meh. <laughs> but I think in this situation here, you know, they go at Washington State. Washington State kind of hit and miss team too, right? Like they'll they'll beat the. the It'll be like a like a spoiler, right? Like would be a highly ranked Pac-12 team that comes into Washington State, and Washington State will beat them. You know, gone are the days they're like Mike Leach. You know the the air raid offense, but I think in this case, you know, no offense to Jaden um Deloria, but you know this dude is can't. He's he's not gonna beat you like you you're not you're not scared of this guy like he's not gonna you know lead you down the field you know fourth quarter down touchdown you need a touchdown to win he's not gonna be that guy so I just think that Oregon State beats this Washington State team I think they they're honestly they're more talented you know I I love their quarterback Chance Nolan like this dude is a sophomore coming on here he's been pretty solid you know okay last week not too solid. He only threw for 48 yards. I'm not sure what happened there exactly. But, you know, at his first four games of the year, he was pretty solid. Pretty solid. And, you know, coming kind of come back to earth last week, you know, they didn't really need him. It was kind of all on the run game, all P.J. Baylor. So I was going to come down to, you know, Chris Nolan. Sorry. Chance Nolan, he's got to make some plays. I think he does get it done. He's been he's been dealing early on in the year, and you know you get a road game here, you beat you beat USC, you know pretty good. You made some clutch throws there, threw for four touchdowns, threw two picks, but still I think in this spot I think Oregon State gets it done against Washington State. So five and one Oregon State, one game away from bowl eligibility. Hey. You know, Oregon State, you know, a lot can happen here. And the Pac-12, you know, <laughs> very unpredictable. A lot of things can happen. You, East Carolina at UCF. Now, UCF, we talked about them earlier. Dylan Gabriel got hurt. He is out, I think, for Saturday. So now they bring in the back up. Oh, what's back up? Oh yeah, so they had kind of a two backups. So they had Mikey Mikey Keane, freshman, because this is the game they lost at Navy. They lost thirty four thirty. Kind of a you know big win for Navy, obviously. But yeah, UCF you know used to be you know kind of one of the cream of the crop in the 
um, American Electric American Athletic Conference. They get a US East Carolina team, you know, coming in here, you know, not that great either, but I think it's closer than what the experts think. Ten point spread. I think East Carolina can honestly come in here and sneak up and beat UCF in their plays. East Carolina coming off, you know, three wins. You know, they lost to uh, App State, you know, by 14, okay? And then they almost beat South Carolina. But then they beat Marshall, they beat Charleston Southern, they beat Tulane. Pretty, you know, kind of tight, but I think Eastern Carolina, you know, I think this is the third game. This is the year they kind of, hey, we can beat the we can beat this UCF team. I think this is the week, you know. Freshman QB, I'm pretty sure Gable's going to be out this week too. You know, East Carolina, hey, let's get it done here. I think they have a great chance. They have, um, yeah, holding the whole Athers, I think, you know, has a chance to make some throws here. And, hey, you never know. I think they do get it done to beat UCF. All right, so now we'll switch to here to the night game. So TCU at Texas Tech. Battle of Texas here. Texas Tech, you know, 4-1. Um, their only blemish of the year came on the Texas, you know, 70-35 to drubbing. And that's why I kind of like, you know, Texas to kind of win the Red River rivalry tomorrow. Just kind of think that Texas, I think, is sneaky good. I mean, they absolutely destroyed Texas Tech two weeks ago, but I'm not sure if that was as the abnormality. They've been kind of, you know, pretty good <clears throat> all season except for you know that game there, four and one of the year. Um, not very excited with the offense of Texas Tech. Obviously, both teams are kind of middle of the road, kind of game managers. Tyler Show and Max Dugan. Pretty sure, kind of the middle of the road teams here. You know, give me Texas Tech as a matchup. You know, it's going to be a pretty, you know, pretty standard, you know, 27 24 matchup. So give me Texas Tech in this game. We'll move on here to Wyoming at Air Force. Now, the Wyoming Cowboys almost lost last week, almost an embarrassing loss to UConn. They win. They beat UConn 24-22. I watched that game. UConn scored a touchdown at the end, and, you know, they needed two to tie, and that did not happen. They got picked off, and they ended up escaping that game in UConn, now they get an Air Force team here. This Air Force team, boy, they just, you know, Air Force team, always naval heavy teams, you know, just run the ball. They just run the piss out of the ball. Air Force, you know, only a blemish, you know, they lost to Utah State 49-45 at home. You know, they were up in that game against Utah State, and they ended up just kind of blowing it. Kind of a, you know, you feel bad for them. They probably should have won that game. But, you know, they get Wyoming in here. Now, is Wyoming ready? That's the key. <laughs> are they ready for the rushing attack, the triple option of Air Force? I don't think they are. I think Air Force kind of weeks in there and comes and kind of, you know, piles them because of, you know, Wyoming kind of coming off the letdown spot against UConn, barely beating them. 
Now you get Air Force team. This team is, you know, you get one, well, they did have a couple weeks off to compare prepare for Air Force, but, I mean, can you can you, can you prepare for an Air Force team? It's going to be tough, but I still love Air Force in this matchup. Big game tomorrow night, Michigan at Nebraska. Now, Michigan, this is the game here. This is the game where we kind of, you know, see what Michigan is made of. You know, we know we can run the ball with Blake Corum and Hassin Hawkins. But now, you get Nebraska coming off, you know, a pretty big win. They beat Northwestern, you know, they they hung with Ohio State, with Oklahoma, sorry, Oklahoma, which surprised the crap out of me. But then I kind of thought, okay, Oklahoma is not that good. I don't think at really this time. We'll see tomorrow, but I don't think they're that good. And then, they, you know, they lost to Michigan State, 23-20. Should have been a, man, that was the kind of game they should have won. But I am worried about Michigan, honestly, as a Michigan fan. I am worried about this Michigan team. You know, can Caden McNamara, you know, make those clutch throws on third and long. That's what I'm worried about. Can they do it against Nebraska? Nebraska's hungry. You know, they're 3-3. Three and three. Scott Frost is basically coaching for his life. This might be his last. You know, he's on the hot seat. You know, you like if you lose this game, if you're Nebraska, you go 3-4 and four and you are in, you know, a world of trouble and you are in danger of, you know, missing on a bowl game like, you you know you do have Minnesota coming up next week. They want some problems. You get get Purdue. That's another tough game. You get Ohio State. That's probably a loss. You get Wisconsin. That might be a win. But then you get Iowa at the end of the year. It becomes you know pretty increasingly difficult for Nebraska. You know Scott Frost. You know you're on the hot seat, buddy. It's a it's a big game, and you know it's a big game for both coaches. Like. You know, it could be a turning point here. You know, if if Michigan wins this game, you know, Jim Harbaugh, Michigan, the arrow is going to point up, you know. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've been in the conversation of being, you know, a legit contender. And, you know, they get this opportunity here. And like I said earlier, you know, the Michigan State, you know, they're kind of the same way here. If they, they take care of business, you know, at Rutgers, they have, I think, a pretty much manageable game next week. And then, you know, in two weeks, you get the Michigan-Michigan State game. You know, both teams 7-0. and Woo, boy. Going to be a tough, tough game. But, you know, this is the turning point here. And, you know, Scott Frost, you know, if he loses this game, you go 3-4, and four, buddy. It's uh, it's getting a little hot in here. Your see becomes hot and... It is not good for Nebraska. You know, Scott Frost came here with all his expectations of being a good football team, you know, good recruiter, you know, UCF, maybe a little bit, you know, a little bit, um, what's the word I'm trying to look for? A little more, uh, I don't know what the word is, but they pretty, came in UCF pretty loaded with talent and recruiting, you know, and kind of Nebraska, you know, you really can't get those Top level recruits as you can get in UCF, you know, Florida people and California people, and you know, who wants to come to Nebraska? You know, that's kind of, I think, the hard selling point he's going through. You know, he's a big name, but at the same time, you 
you know, at the same time, you know, can you guys, can you guys get can you get guys to Nebraska? That's be a tough game there for Nebraska. So, all right, moving right along here, Notre Dame at Virginia Tech. Notre Dame coming off, you know, pretty bad loss at Cincinnati, and now you go on the road to Blacksburg. It's uh, going to be a tough situation just because, you know, your quarterback Jake Cohen is hurt. You don't have a quarterback. You don't have an identity quarterback. It's, uh, yeah, tough sledding here. Virginia Tech, you know, Braxton Burmeister, he is kind of your prototypical um, game manager. I think I think Virginia Tech gets this done against Notre Dame. Notre Dame is struggling. For a while this year, you know, kind of barely winning other games. It doesn't look good for you guys here at Virginia Tech. So give me Vodtech in Blacksburg with the win. LSU at Kentucky. Kentucky coming off the win against Florida. Kind of a shocker to everybody. And now they get LSU coming to town. LSU... Kind of a pissed off bunch, you know, they they kind of, you know, they lose to UCLA to start off the year, they rattle off three straight wins, and now they lose to Auburn, and now, you know, you got to think Coach O is on the hot seat, right? You know, you two years removed from the national championship with Joe Burrow, and you sit here, you lose this one, you're 3-3 three and three in the SEC, I'm just going to chew you out. Chew you up and spit you out. Honestly, it's uh yeah, this would be a bad loss to a Kentucky team here, which come off the win against Florida. You know, five and zero. I think it's gotta be a false five and zero, honestly, because you first of all you played um game one was against UL Monroe, beat them. You beat Missouri. Missouri, not a very good team. They just gave up sixty two points, Tennessee. And then you then you beat uh who is you yeah, Chattanooga. And then you beat, you know, the South Carolina game, sixteen to ten. Nah, maybe maybe you twist my arm a little bit, but you know, South Carolina, not that great of offense either. They're kinda like Kentucky same offense, like a blah no, you know, no threats on the offense side. And then you get Florida, you know, Emory Jones, this Florida team, you know, not that equipped either. Like, this Florida team, you know, yeah, they lost to Kentucky, but like their offense wasn't really that great to begin with. And, you know, you kind of wonder why Kentucky Conference came up and bit you. So, but in this game, I think LSU wins this game just because, you know, the offense, right? comes down to quarterback play, Max Johnson against Will Levis. <coughs> I think Max Johnson gets it done. I think LSU gets it done. And, you know, Kentucky kind of gets knocked off the horse. You know, 5-0, and oh, it's going to be kind of a rude awakening. You, know, you win this one, you're bowl eligible. And I think that might be kind of your last win, honestly. You know, it's going to be a tough sledding because you got, you know, Georgia next week in Athens. Ugh, rude awakening. Then you get at Mississippi State, you know, home Tennessee, 
at Vandy, Mexico State, and Louisville. So, not the murderous row if you think of of other SEC SEC teams, but you know, I think I think I don't think this can't get it done this week against LSU, and then you get George next week. So, gonna be a tough game for you guys. Um, Bama at Texas A&M. You know, Bryce Young. All right, here we go, buddy. This is your matchup here. Freshman QB, here you go. Deal with your Texas A&M. Texas A&M, you know, not the greatest offensive team in America. You know, they got Mr. Um, Zach Calzada. You know, not that, not that great of a quarterback, kind of a. You know, game manager, middle of the road, um, biggest game this year. He was against New Mexico, you know, beat him 19 for, for 33, 275, three touchdowns, one pick. I don't think, that, I don't think that's going to fly against Bama. Like, you know, you do, the way you beat Bama is you got you to gotta, um, compete, compete with them offensively. You, know, you gotta trade touchdowns with them, offensively and then defense, right? Can you can you stall them once in a while? Like if you let them just run up and down the field against you, you know it's it's not gonna be pretty. Game will be over by halftime, so it's uh you know you know Steven says a trap game on the radio. Yeah, it really isn't, but is it really? Like I think pretty sure your offense is gonna roll all over the NF defense. Kind of getting the late games here. Only a couple games left here. Utah at USC. You know, USC, I think they're coming on a little bit. Kind of a rough start. You know, let me talk about uh, before your, you know, kind of Jekyll and Hyde team, honestly. Like, win, lose, win, lose, win. That's why you're 3-2. and two. <laughs> It's uh, coming off some bad losses. You know, at home, you lost to Stanford, 45-42-28. And then you lose at home against Oregon State. Yes, uh, this team is Jekyll and Hyde. But I think Clayton Silvis gets back on track. Utah, Charlie Brewer left the program. He was a quarterback of Utah. And now it's going to fall in the hands of um, Chance Rising. Cameron Rising. Well, he did, he did pretty good his first. He's been... You know, hit and miss, you know, starting off. But I think, you know, getting a kind of USC team, Jekyll and Hyde, I think USC kind of gets it done this week against Utah. I think just more firepower, more, you know, that camaraderie on offense. And, you know, Drake London. Let's talk about this guy. How this guy not talked about all over the news. This dude has been straight balling for Slovis. This is Drake London. Might be, you know, going to be a top pick in the NFL draft next year. I know we're starting a little early on the NFL draft, but this dude had been balling this year for the USC Trojans. His numbers been outstanding. He's topped at least 130 yards in four of the five games, four touchdowns. That's just been unreal. This dude, you know, gets open, you know, good body, good frame, good hands. Slows, loves them. I think they just, they continue to tear it up. Like, might be one of the underrated, you know, wide receiver quarterback 
teams in football this year, and I'm pretty excited to look at London next year. London, wow! Well, pretty excited to get a good, good look at London tomorrow night. You know, be at the seven o'clock Fox game. I think. You know, USC gets it done here, and they beat Utah. Memphis at Tulsa. Now, Memphis, you know, pretty solid year. 3-2, and two, kind of their Jekyll and Hyde team. Um, you know, Seth Hannigan, 12 touchdowns, one pick. You know, you're coming off two straight losses. Like, what's going on here? You beat Nichols State, Arkansas State, Mississippi State. You know, nothing to write home to. But then you lose at UT, at, or you home lose UTSA, and then you lose at Temple. Which kind of concerns me. The alarm bells are ringing, and then Tulsa's favorite in this game, probably three and a half. Tulsa having a one and four year. They have been an awful, awful year. Just kind of all over the place. A couple of losses here and there. They beat did beat Arkansas State. <sighs> this game tight down the wire. Give me Memphis. Give me the team that's you know more wins in the year against Tulsa. UCLA at Arizona. This Arizona team is downright brutal defensively. They give up an average of 192 yards on the ground. And this UCLA team runs the ball a lot. They have 195 yards. Average rushing, Zach Charbonnet, my boy, former Michigan Wolverine, and Mr. Britton Brown, they've been downright rolling this year for the UC Tro- for the UCLA Trojans. And you know, I think they, they get a good matchup against Arizona. You know, they're already a sixteen point favorite. I think they kinda of pour it on in Arizona. Kind of lifeless, kind of, you know, where's your identity. You know, it's been kinda of, you know, kinda of lifeless. You know, you kinda of lose all your games. You kinda of, you work kinda of BYU game in game one, but you know, the last three games we kinda been outscored by Lease. <clears throat> well you almost beat yeah, you you, you did lose to yeah, you did lose to G school, yeah. You did lose to Northern Arizona. So <laughs> it's a bad Arizona team. I think UCLA team comes on, gets a win here, gets gets the right spot, and yeah, they move on to four and two. <clears throat> And that, you know, that is a wrap here for the college football preview. Um, I hope you enjoyed it all. Um, a lot of great games here, and I hope to do a recap tomorrow night and kind of go over what went well and what did not well. So have a good night, guys. Thank you.